Hey friend, welcome back to the Strong Her Way to Eat, Move, and Live. Here we talk all things food freedom, fitness, and life transformation, helping you heal your relationship to food, exercise, your body, and yourself. All right, today we are talking about a topic that has come over recently or come up recently over and over again with a few different clients. So I thought I would go ahead and do a quick podcast episode about this. So if you are at all familiar with intuitive eating or even the non-diet approach that I teach around food and exercise, then one of the things that we work on is really being able to cope with or navigate or process your emotions without turning to food. Now, maybe you've been in past seasons of your life where you were able to go for a run by yourself, sit in a bathtub and just kind of relax or go for a walk, a long leisurely walk by yourself. But perhaps you are finding yourself in a different season, whether your schedule at work has changed, whether you're going back to work, you have little kids in the house, it's summertime. And for whatever reason, you are just finding that whatever strategies you used to use to help kind of cope with emotions is no longer available to you. So how do you navigate that? What do you do instead? Well, first and foremost, I would say that most of the time we have some sort of schedule or routine, whether you're working, you have kids at home, little kids at home. I would say that the iffy part is when it's summertime and it kind of feels like, especially for those first few weeks, that everybody in your house kind of needs a little bit of a break from the routine, right? But oftentimes what I end up seeing happening with summer break is that we never really set or establish any sort of routine again. So if you are in that season or if you feel like, yeah, I just feel like I do not have a routine right now, then first and foremost, I would look to establish a little bit of boundaries around your day, a little bit of flow, a little bit of routine to help you kind of stay, I think, sane for the most part, but to also be able to proactively kind of build in maybe little pockets of time throughout your day where you can take a break, you can check in with yourself, you can give yourself that little time out or rest if you need to. But as I was saying, most of us do have some sort of schedule or routine. It may not be perfect, it may not happen exactly the same way, each and every day, but if we have a little bit of structure around our time, then we can anticipate, like I said, even if not perfectly, when we're gonna have those little pockets in our day to either take a break, to spend some time checking in with ourselves, how we're feeling, and to really just process what is going on for you in that moment of your day, of your life that is causing those strong emotions, whether it's stress or anxiety, exhaustion, um, impatience, or even some of the other big emotions that we oftentimes don't maybe associate, but it could be like overly excited about something, right? So looking ahead at your day or your week, and then just really taking inventory of this current life season. So if you have little kids at home, is there a time when maybe they're all napping or they could be preoccupied with something else, even if just for a few minutes, while you kind of work through whatever that emotion is that's coming up for you, that's causing you to want to check out either with food or on social media or TV or whatever. And if not, if they're you know either not on the same napping schedule or some of them are napping but others aren't, can you create a little bit of a pocket for yourself where you can have that space to just kind of process whatever emotions coming up for you? So maybe you know the one kid is napping but the other one's not, 
can you just kind of give them a coloring sheet or is there something that you can do to kind of get them distracted for a few minutes? Can you possibly enlist the help of a family member or a friend or somebody kind of outside of your house to help you get a little bit of time for yourself? Now, I think sometimes we end up thinking that we're going to need a ton of time to work through and process the emotions that we're feeling. Now, this definitely could be true in the beginning as you're really learning, you know, what specific emotions even feel like to you in your body, what's kind of triggering those things, and just in general, like how to kind of let that emotion sort of pass through you. I will say that one of the things that keeps an emotion hanging around and lingering longer is resisting it, right? So it's just trying not to feel it. Inevitably, we're going to have to deal with whatever is causing the emotion. And the harder we try to push it away, the more we try to distract ourselves, it's almost like the bigger that thing ultimately ends up becoming. So what I've noticed, though, is that simply noticing what you're feeling in your body, so like noticing the physical sensations that are happening in your body associated to whatever emotion you're identifying and really giving the emotion that you're experiencing a name in and of itself can be incredibly powerful. And then that next step or that next layer might be you spending a little bit of time exploring why you're feeling that way. Like really, where is this emotion coming from? What thought is sort of attached to this specific feeling? This is going to help you ultimately get to the root cause for that emotion rather than just trying to kind of pick the weed at the surface level, but really dig to the root and not just delay having to feel that emotion later on down the road when we're buffering with food or exercise or TV or social media. You might also find that just coming up with a list of ideas of things that will help calm you down and really help you cope with the emotion without food, creating this list ahead of time for yourself can be really helpful. And if you're in that season where you've got kids at home, are there things that you can do that help you kind of process the emotions that you're experiencing while also incorporating the kids? So maybe that's coloring. Um, maybe you're kind of journaling and just sort of getting all of this stuff down on the paper while they're either coloring or they're having a snack or they're having tummy time or playing outside or whatever that is. You might also even find that you can give yourself just a brief time out in the bathroom. Now, of course, this is going to be as long as your kids are wherever they're at and they're safe without you for a few minutes. But can you just go lock yourself in the bathroom for a couple of minutes and really just check in again, right? It's like noticing where in your body you're feeling the emotion, giving it a name, and then really just spending a little bit of time exploring what's driving that emotion for you. Where is that coming from? And then how can you kind of go upstream essentially to really deal with it at the root cause? Now, lastly, which I kind of already alluded to this, you want to look for the triggers that are causing these emotions for you in the first place. The reason for this is this, if you can solve for it, if you can be proactive, is going to help you kind of mitigate experiencing that emotion in that same way over and over and over again. So once you can kind of identify what is causing this emotion, like what circumstance in your life or where is this, this feeling coming from, how can you be proactive to guard against that in the first place? So what are some things that maybe you could do to kind of set yourself up to win to where you don't even have to go through this emotion in the first place? An example that I'm thinking of is 
oftentimes, like if I'm running late to an appointment or something, I kind of start to feel sort of anxious. I feel pressured. I feel really rushed and really in a hurry. And so, yes, I can sit there and I can kind of process that emotion and kind of and get it out of the way. And that might be helpful in the moment. But me looking back to see, okay, well, what caused me to feel anxious and pressured and rushed is that maybe I left my house too late and now I'm hitting all of this traffic. So for me in that instance, kind of going upstream and looking at the trigger would be, okay, I recognize that I didn't get out of my house on time. So next time when I have an appointment, I might need to schedule a little extra time, maybe set a timer to get myself out the door on time. So you just want to kind of go through that and look to see what can you work to solve? What is within your power or within your control to kind of figure out? Now, of course, there's always going to be obstacles. There's always going to be circumstances that come up in our lives that is outside of our control, but really looking at and taking care of what is within our power to affect or to influence is incredibly helpful. So if you're not yet doing that, really just explore, you know, what are the most common kind of negative or strong emotions that tend to cause you to want to eat or check out on your phone or different things like that? And are there specific things that you can do intentionally to be proactive so that you're not even like creating that space where now you just have the drive or the impulse to eat and whatever is outside of your control it's always, again, kind of looking for, okay, so this thing happened, but how can I respond? Or like, how do I want to show up regardless of what's happening around me? So those are just a couple of ideas. And now lastly, lastly, because I think I just said lastly, I want you to anticipate and expect that obstacles are going to come up for you, no matter what. So you could identify those little pockets throughout the day where it's like, okay, the kids are going to be napping here or, okay, I can get up in the morning and kind of do this, but just expect that the kids probably aren't going to nap on time. Somebody might wake up earlier than what you were anticipating. Um, You know, maybe work is going to go a little bit later and it's going to eat into that little pocket of time that you had set aside for yourself. So just anticipate the obstacles, anticipate that the plan isn't going to go perfectly. It's not going to go just the way that you planned it, but always be thinking about how you can pivot, right? We want to avoid that all or nothing thinking that so oftentimes comes up with food around meal plans or workout programs where we just subconsciously think, okay, if it doesn't go perfectly, then I might as well not do it at all. But just ask yourself, what can I do in this particular moment? Maybe it's not what I want to do. Maybe if I could, I would have more time. But what can I do? How can I show up right here in this moment in a way that is obviously taking care of, you know, my obligations and things happening in my life, but is also going to give me the opportunity to work through whatever emotion is happening. And maybe in the moment, the only thing you can do is write yourself a little note or record something on your voice recorder for a moment so that you can even just remember to come back to it. So hopefully those were some practical things that you can use to implement. So just to recap, we really want to look for the triggers, right? What are the things causing the emotions in the first place? And then work to kind of solve it at that level rather than always just trying to solve it sort of at the surface level. 
Next, looking at what you can do in this specific season. Now, maybe it's not perfect, maybe it's not your ideal scenario, but given your life circumstances and where you find yourself, what can you do? Are there little pockets of time that you can kind of carve out throughout the day to just check in with yourself? And then of course, noticing the emotions, noticing where you're feeling it and experiencing it in your body and giving it a name. And then just spending a little bit of time getting super curious about why you're feeling that way, where you're coming from, and then going back to work to kind of do what you can do to resolve those so that you don't, maybe not feeling those ways, those emotions as often. All right, hopefully this was helpful. This was just a bite-sized episode for you this week. Hope you have an amazing rest of your day, an amazing week. If you have any questions about anything that we talked about here, my inbox is always open. You can find me at Alicia Carlson underscore on Instagram or Alicia Carlson on Facebook. I'll have both of those links in the show notes. And if you are listening to this podcast, you're taking what we're talking about each and every week, you're utilizing it, starting to create some of your own results, but you're really wanting to supercharge that or take those results to the next level, then I want to invite you to work with me. Now, the way that we would do that is you're going to email me, alicia at aliciacarlson.com. We'll set up a free consult. On that consult, we'll really kind of walk through what's going on in your life, the goals that you have, what you've been trying maybe on your own, why exactly that's not working for you, and then I'm going to give you a step-by-step blueprint so that you know exactly what it's going to take to move the needle towards those results that you've been working on, but you're not quite there yet. So if that sounds like something that you would like to explore, go ahead and either shoot me a message on social or email alicia at aliciacarlson.com to reserve your time. All right, friends, have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you again soon. Thanks so much for hanging out. Bye.